Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. All right, so before we start um, getting to this episode, we just wanted to uh, address all the devastation that has occurred last uh, this past week worldwide. And so just like if you want to skip ahead at this moment, skip ahead. Um, but yeah, so there were a lot of bombings and shootings that happened both in Paris and in Beirut, um, headed by the terrorist group ISIS. I'm not sure if the Paris one is completely um, sorted out what happened. But uh, yeah, we just thought it was important to recognize that this happened and that Terrorist attacks happen globally quite frequently, which is absolutely terrible. Um, but they're not always covered in the media equally. Um, and I think a lot of times certain parts of the the world get covered um, more than other parts. Uh, so I think it's just important to recognize that these things do happen everywhere and people are people. So we have to care about everyone, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And also that these terrorist attacks... I mean, they're terrorists. They don't represent, like, a type of religion or anything. And people, every religion has people that are terrorists. It's not, like, an exclusive thing. I mean, you look at the KKK. They are terrorists. They're a Christian extremist group. Um, And I shouldn't, like, it's not reflecting on any religious teachings whatsoever. Yeah. Um, So we just wanted to send our thoughts and love to anyone who's hurting, who's been affected by this, or... You know, if you if you need to reach out to us, if you need someone to talk to or like get your mind off, you know, things, because sometimes that's can be the best thing for you. Um, mm-hmm. We're definitely here and we care about you. Yep. All right. OK, so now let's move into the episode. Welcome to episode 22 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 22nd episode of Talk Direction. And this is the episode we're going to be talking about the album. I am so excited that it's finally out and we have an album. I can't believe it. It's still like crazy. Like I feel like it's been so long and yet we've had this album so long. I don't know. Time just is weird. I know. Like I'm, I'm getting like thinking back to like the time that you know, we first heard the album name and I was like freaking out on Twitter or like you heard drag me down and I was on a plane and like you had no one to like text or whatever. And now we actually have the entire album, which is just so exciting. So I'm really, really excited to talk about it today and dissect because also Kara and I, while we have like, you know, talked about it some with each other, we haven't really like given all of our opinions. So it'll be interesting to hear um, what you have to think too. Yeah, yesterday we were talking on the phone and we like started talking about the album. They're like, oh, wait, we should probably stop. So we have stuff to talk about on the podcast. But like, let's be real. We could talk about it for like seven hours and still have more to say. So <laughs> yeah. And the reason I called Kara last night was because I actually went to like a meet and greet slash concert of Mary Lambert. Um, She's a like singer, songwriter, poet person. She was the woman who sung on Same Love by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, but she also has her whole her whole own album, and uh, she's incredibly talented. And Karen and I were saying that we're surprised we haven't mentioned her when we talked about songwriting. It just sort of escaped our minds, but she is an incredible 
songwriter and her lyrics, especially like because she comes from a spoken word poetry background. Mm -hmm. I mean, her lyrics are so beautiful and so personal and like, uh, they're just really striking. And, um, I know she's also a One Direction fan, which is crazy. She's tweeted about that, which is really cool. But I mean, the concert was just completely inspiring and she has a stunning voice and she's just such a sweet, nice person. And you can tell how much she cares and like, oh, it was just such a great experience. And I'm so happy that I went and and saw that because it was it was unbelievable, really. Did you want to tell them like what she made you? Wait, what? Did you want to tell them like what she made you? Oh, what she made me. I thought you said what she named me. I was like, what are you talking oh. about? <laughs> she like baptized you at the concert. I was like, what? Um, yeah, she made everyone who was at the meet and greet individual little cards that said, um, hold on, let me get it. It said, you're cooler than a unicorn. And she handmade all these cards and they're so cute. And she's like really artsy in that way. And she was like, yeah, sorry, I was a little bit late to the meet and greet. I was just finishing up the handmade cards I was made. I'm, I was making for you guys. And I was like, oh, my God, you are so sweet. And she was just like so, so nice. And I wish Kara had been there. So I was like, can you yeah. give like a message to my friend Kara? She's at school. She couldn't go uh, to the Boston concert or whatever. And she was like, Kara, stay in school or something. Like, hope you're studying <laughs> hard. And it was just so it was nice. so cute. Yeah, and I was, like, so excited. I didn't, like, expect that at all. And it's actually on my Twitter if you want to go check it out. And I was, like, ecstatic. And it was it was a great time. Yeah, so we were just – it was just so nice to meet her and then to hear her sing. And she's an absolutely hilarious person. Like, she was telling funny stories, but then also such emotional things. It was just, like, a really cathartic type of night. Um mm. And I just want to go back and, like, re-listen to all her songs and, like, dissect it. I wish we had a whole podcast about Mary Lambert because, really, she's so talented. Oh, my God. So, if you guys um, haven't... Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, definitely listen to at least Body Love Part 2, I think, is the one that I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, But both of them are great. Yeah, both of them are really amazing because that's, like, one of the songs that, like, I've never, like, had a song, like, hit me so hard. And... Mm -hmm. um, I th- I've been wanting to get a, a t- um like something tattooed on me for a while from that song. So if I ever get a tattoo, like that's might be the first one. Um, so yeah, definitely go listen to it. It's it's so beautiful. It really is because that that song in particular has a lot of spoken word poetry in it, and mm-hmm. it just makes her style so unique because she does have singing parts, but also she really does do the spoken word. And sometimes that just like I I mean last night sometimes when I listen in the car I'll get like shivers all up my body, but last mm-hmm. night like I was sat there sort of like you know I had goosebumps pretty much the whole set, and like sometimes I'd be mm-hmm. like shaking. It was so like emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, everyone go check out her music because Mm. she's really incredible and such a nice person and beautiful soul, which I could Mm. see last night. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, One Direction. (laughs) (laughs) When we go on a tangent. Um, Yes. But but yeah, we're going to try to we're going to cover some news, um, but like we're going to try to keep it short. But, you know, us like we like are having trouble keeping it short. Um, But there's been a lot of like promotion and stuff that's been going on. Um, and I first want to just say like a little PS type thing that we know a Zane interview came out yesterday. Um, but we're just not going to talk about it today. We're going to put that off until another time because we just want to make this whole episode about One Direction and how awesome they are. And yeah, so we're just going to 
we'll get to the Zane interview maybe sometime in the future. Um, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> but let's focus back on One Direction and the boys that we love. Um, mm-hmm. So the first thing was the BBC Radio 1 live lounge that the boys did. And this is the first time they did a live lounge and it um, aired live on the BBC. Uh, I think it started at five o'clock in England. Um, and I didn't see it live. I was uh, in classes and stuff, but I did watch it uh, afterwards. And they had an interview first and then they did the set. And during the interview, Harry was not able to talk. So he was using a um, his iPhone, like an app on it um, to talk for him. And he'd like type things out and then he would speak. It would speak for him because his voice, he was like losing his voice and he could either talk or sing. So obviously he was going to like save his voice for singing. Um, but yeah, that was, it kind of made it funny, but also like I missed hearing him speak because obviously if you have to type everything, you're not going to speak as much as you usually would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in terms of picking the songs, um, Lucia Oberstee, which I hope I'm saying that correctly this time because I did ask her how to say it, um, but said that she had sort of wished they'd chosen songs that weren't so hairy heavy while he was sick. But um, she understood that obviously they can't really change it at uh, like maybe they like had a set list plan because it did kind of like, um, did you listen to them? the songs i listened to a couple of them yeah yeah like you could tell a little bit that he was sick because you know usually harry especially like on drag me down and stuff he like blows it out of the water like you could tell a little bit that he was sick which i mean everyone like understood or whatever but it was it was like oh harry but um they performed drag me down perfect story of my life four or five seconds infinity and torn so what did you think of like their song selection especially with um, well, we talked about like which old songs they'd perform. Why do you think they chose Story of My Life rather than any of the ones off four? Um, I feel like Story of My Life is just like one of their greatest hits. Yeah. Um, and it just like continues to just like be like timeless, I think. And it just, I think it will always like stand out as like one of their best songs. Yeah, I agree. And they didn't choose one which, from four, which I was like, I guess it was a little bit surprising. But, um, yeah, that's true. But I like that they did Story of My Life because that's probably one of my all-time favorite One Direction songs. Mm. Um, and then how about Four or Five Seconds? Now, that's the song that was it. It was Kanye, Rihanna, and Paul McCartney. Um, Paul McCartney did it. Yeah. So what did you yeah. think of that one? I thought that was really funny. It was just so random. I didn't, like, I was not expecting that at all, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder who chose it. I feel like it might have been, like, Louis or Liam. Um mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool, and I think that it was, like, such a different vibe from, like, what they normally do. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, like, Niall sounded really good. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, I think they all sounded really good. It was cool. Um, it was, like, a chill vibe, and I thought it was, like, I, it was, like, cool to, like, hear them do something completely different. Yeah, though I do think it, like, fit in well with some of their music. It wasn't, like wasn't like they performed like an R&B song or something, you know. Yeah, they yeah. like they was still like it had those folksy folky vibe that you hear in some mm-hmm. of One Direction's songs. Um so yeah. yeah, I definitely didn't think of that one as a possibility, but I thought it fit pretty well. Um yeah. and then of course Torn, which we talked about <laughs> um last week and I just that was just incredible to hear them do Torn again. Um yeah. like again because they've performed it like on the x factor last time and that was like almost whatever five years ago or whatever Mm -hmm. and now doing it again it was just 
And, and they, they said, like, they were doing it for the fans. Like, they knew how much it meant to the fans. Um, yeah. So that was just really incredible. And, like, it's so incredible to see how much, especially Niall and Louie, have grown. Because mm-hmm. um, watching the, like, torn video from, like, the X Factor, like, Louie, I think um, he actually hurt his foot. So he didn't, didn't have time to, like, learn the words or whatever. So he, like, his mic, I think, was completely off. And he was just, like, mouthing the words. Yeah. And then Niall was just kind of, like being like making like some ooze in the background um yeah. but like in this version like he had like whole segments like both of them had whole segments dedicated to just like just them and it was like amazing like how much they've grown and like hearing harry's voice like how deep it got like it's just so mm-hmm. crazy um yeah, i feel like liam weird yeah like liam has progressed but i feel like he's always had like such a strong voice and i don't think it like changed as drastically um mm-hmm. but yeah it was still so cool to see how like much they've grown and all the different clips on tumblr of like people playing them simultaneously or yeah uh, like right after like the next it was interesting to see um Mm. but yeah we're gonna post the links to those videos on our tumblr and also for all the performances that we talk about um at least the ones we could find are gonna be on our tumblr so check those out um the next thing that they had was the royal variety performance and this is like an annual charity gala that happens uh, in the UK, and they like there's like a lot of singers that go. One D, Little Mix, Elton John were all there, um, and they do some performances. And there's money being raised. I don't know too much about it, but that's sort of the gist. Um, and we didn't get to see a lot of it. And I don't, I think there's only like some like little clips of the actual performance because it's like a private event type thing. Um, but there were jokes that um, Prince Harry and I mean Prince Harry met all the boys. And there's photos of that online. And then there was jokes about, like, Prince Harry asking Harry, like, if he cut his hair or if he was going to cut his hair. And Harry said that uh, maybe he would do it for charity one day, which I think is always his, like, go-to answer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't want Harry to cut his hair because I it know his so hair lovely. is so perfect right now. Like, it's literally the most magical thing I've ever seen. I just want to live inside of it. I know the curls like, just fall so effortlessly like just Yeah, very he's nice. literally a Disney princess. It's insane. Um yeah. and also I think that this performance actually airs sometime in December if I'm not mistaken. I I'm pretty okay. sure we get to see like the performances. Yeah, I think I think that's what happens, but it's just not mm. I like all I've seen is like a Snapchat or something of it right now. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have links for that yet, but hopefully we'll get to see them soon. Yeah. Um, I think last year's they did come out, so. Um, yeah. And then the next thing is the London Secret Sessions with Apple Music. Um, and not all of these have come out, not all the clips of them have come out, but this was filmed um, at the same venue that they filmed the music video for Story of My Life, which was really cool. And um, in the clips that they have out, you can see that they've set up sort of this whole uh, area for fans who got to go to this thing um, to like sort of walk around and look at old pictures of One Direction, like old interviews, signed posters, and just some like memorabilia type stuff from One Direction, which I thought was really cool. Um, and also they ended up letting fans in that were waiting outside the venue, like just waiting like to see if they got to see the boys passing or whatever. They let them in, which I thought was nice. I know some people were like upset that it like messed up the whole idea of this um a contest to like you know be the biggest fan to get into this um secret session but still I I mean I would have wanted to be let in if I was a fan waiting outside in the rain so (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool 
Um, and then they also had an interview with James Corden as a part of it. Um, and I mean, James Corden's a pretty good interviewer, I think, for the boys. I think they know him well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're comfortable with him. So definitely go watch that. Nothing, I don't think, astounding happened. Um, mm-hmm. And then they performed Drag Me Down, Perfect, Infinity, History, and End of the Day. And apparently they performed End of the Day twice because Louis requested that they do it again. So, like, I'm just thinking that maybe the first time he performed it, he didn't like the way he sounded or something. So he wanted to do it a second time. Um, <laughs> not for the fans that were there, but for, like, the Apple Music, like, that's going to be put out. So, like, we'll only yeah. get the second version of it um, mm-hmm. rather than the first. But... Yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying those videos, and I think there's a couple more to come, um, as they, as the days go on. So I'm excited to see those. They've been quite funny. Um, and then they performed on X Factor on Sunday for the um, results show, and they sung "Perfect," which they've been doing live quite a bit recently. How do you feel about them doing perfect as uh the live for like different live shows? Um I haven't listened to the one on X Factor, but in general, um I don't think it's like their strongest song live and I think we've talked about it, but I think they kind of have to do it cuz it's their single. So, um Yeah. I don't really but- honestly I don't like it live that much. I think because there's not a whole lot going on in the non-chorusy bits, it falls yeah. a bit flat for me. Yeah. Um, and like, it feels like there should be other stuff and like, I don't know. And it's because it's kind of a very talky sort of non chorus part. It, it yeah. almost like seems like they're sort of straining their voices a bit, like to try to, I don't know. It just doesn't like their voices don't come across as well as they can. Um, mm-hmm. if they were singing a different song, mm-hmm. um, like drag me down. I think their voices come across really well on that one. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then also when they were asked who they were supporting for X Factor, Louis said Max Stone and spoiler alert, so jump ahead. <laughs> um, but Max Stone ended up getting off on that actual episode, which was sad. Oh, dang. Um, so it just makes me question, like, will Louis try to, like, sign him to his label or work with him in the future or something? Um, cause he, he did always say he was supporting Max Stone from back when he was on as a judge for judges houses. Mm. Um, and then the boys also did an extra factor interview, uh, where some like fun old sugar skate moments were brought up. Um, so definitely go watch that and we'll link it. Um, and then we had One Direction on again, the BBC Radio One, but this time with Nick Grimshaw and, um, Harry was, again, using the phone to speak um, rather than himself. But they did a lot of, like, sort of silly, fun questions that fans had written in. And I thought a couple of them were quite good, so definitely go watch that. There was a lot of reminiscing in the past and, like, things like how they've changed and how they've grown. And then just some, like, other silly things where, like, Harry had to put his hair in like a a, like towel you know when you like get out of the shower and whip your hair up in a towel um so like silly stuff like that oh my god (laughs) and and then they were like nick was joking oh it looks like ann's here because ann's (laughs) harry's mom (laughs) and like he looks a lot like her so that was funny Mm -hmm. um but biggest news from that interview was that we found out what harry's thigh tattoo was um and it was so weird because i can't believe it 
a fan asked and he just like typed it on the thing and he was like, it's a tiger or whatever. And I was like, wow, you're just going to like put it out there. I thought you were trying to like play with us and not tell us what it was. Cause like in the past, he's been super shady about it. Um, I know. But he's like, yeah, it's a tiger. So <laughs> I know there was a lot of um people thinking it was like a panther or something like that. But um, I mean, it's way and then like also like people thought it was a rose or like a monkey rope thing. I don't know. But I like a tiger now, though. I want like really clear pictures of it so I can understand it better. Yeah, I want him to insta it. Yeah, because like even when I went back and looked at like the shots that we do have, I was like, I still can't really see a tiger that much. Like it's still. Yeah. Like, usually once you know what something is, you can be like, oh, I see it now. Yeah. I still couldn't really see it, so. I could see, like, one tooth, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I can see this one tooth and see yeah. it's a tiger, but, like, yeah. um, it was funny because, like, I was um at, like, a doctor's appointment, and um I got your text, but I was, like, in the middle of talking to my doctor, so I couldn't <laughs> just, like, freak out, so I was like, um, but I was, like, looking at my phone at the time because I was, like, trying to, like, schedule something, so I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I, it was, like, a, it was a struggle <laughs> to, like, contain it inside and try to, like, continue, oh like, talking to my doctor, like, like a normal human being, so. That's, um, that's funny. Brings back my yeah. memories of finding out Zane left the band right as I, before I went to the doctors and, like, had to control <laughs> oh, myself. <laughs> when yeah. news big news hits at the least opportune moments yeah really though um but yeah i'm excited we know about that now um, i know and it's funny because like i had asked like i think it was last episode i was like nick grimshaw you have to ask like harry what his thigh tattoo is um and so you know nick granted my wish it's a christmas miracle um <laughs> thank everyone in this universe for it was the happening. 1d ghosts obviously yeah that's true Yep. Um, and then today, and I've just sort of added this last minute, um, 1D were on Ellen today. I mean, they recorded it, I think, yesterday. And then they were on Good Morning America as well. Um, and on both those shows, they performed History and Love You Goodbye, um, which I thought sounded, both of them sounded quite good live. Um, mm. Did you listen to those? I listened to clips of them. Okay. Yeah, I I really I do prefer those ones to Perfect. Um they performed other songs as well as those ones, but those are just two new ones that we haven't really heard live before. Mm-hmm. Um and Love You Goodbye, uh Kara was speculating that could that could be a new single um because they are starting to perform it live. But I mean History isn't as necessarily a single, but they also perform that. Um Yeah. I just feel like also they're doing a lot of live performances. Um, today we just found out that they're going to be headlining, um, Dick Clark's New Year's Eve, like, special party in LA. Um, and I feel like they're just doing a lot of live performances this time around. Maybe because, like, they know that they're not going to be performing these songs on tour live, um, at least for a while. So it's maybe they're, like, trying to get some live, like, while they can, I guess. I don't really know. Yeah, that makes um, sense, I think. Yeah, and but I hope they definitely keep expanding which songs they choose from and not just go with, like, sort of, like, the five or six that they have now because there are some songs that I want to hear live from the new album, which we're going to get to. Um, yep. But, yeah. And then did you see uh, Niall wore some very nice spectacles on Good Morning America? Uh, I don't I'm, know why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're definitely fake, but, like, I'm, yeah. like... 
I loved them. I was, like, reeling from seeing those pictures. He looks so good. Like, are you kidding me, Niall? Like, he definitely, wow, he looks like the kind of guy I would have a crush on in, like, my, like, AP lit class or something. Um, But, man, like, wow, what a look. And then he was wearing, like, a nice, like, um, palm tree shirt. And, Mm -hmm. wow, just, like, A+, Niall, A+. Yeah, I want to know who's, again, doing, becoming their stylist. Is it, uh... I think his name Harry Lambert is that what it is I think so, mm-hmm. I think um, so. who did who did some of the other music videos is it still him I don't know but, I hope so because um, he's doing a great job yeah I thought it was like a like a bold statement from Niall yeah um, I hope he brings him back I really want him to yeah I think the boys were teasing him about it too which is always great <laughs> um, and then also on Good Morning America they asked like the typical Taylor Swift perfect references questions which I think we're all kind of over at this point um I know James Corden was sort of teasing Harry about it but it I don't know I think it's different when it's someone like who's your friend teasing you rather than just like a random interviewer I don't know so like I'm like okay we're over it we don't really care anymore please move past this it just kills um, me because, like, they think that, like, that's the one thing we want to know, like, as if no one else has asked, but... I know. And, reality, like, I do... Like... Go ahead. Oh, no, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do think that a lot of times we, obviously, interviewers ask the same questions over and over because they're not necessarily thinking about the fans, but they're thinking about their regular viewers and like just, yeah. you know, like maybe adults that watch the show or like people who mm-hmm. don't know too much about One Direction. So obviously they have to ask the same big questions so that people will view their videos and so that like, you know, they're going to talk about Zayn leaving the band on every different show they go to because that's been the biggest news. And while as fans, yeah. we've watched a million videos of them talking about Zayn leaving and maybe we're sort of sick of that. But like as an average Joe watching like the Ellen show, like yeah. they haven't necessarily heard about that or heard what the boys have to say. So they sort of have to gear it towards a more general audience, um, which obviously can be frustrating for fans because we pretty much know everything already. <laughs> um, <laughs> But let's move in to the main discussion, which is all about the album. I can't believe we're already like half an hour into this episode. I know. <laughs> but, <whoops. laughs> oh, well. Um, so the album came out on Friday, November the 13th. Um, and there's like a lot of chart data going around currently about it, but um, nothing's like I've seen a lot of different numbers and I'm sure there's a place you can go to get the real numbers. But um, I'm just going to wait until next week so, like, we can get the actual, like, weeked week chart numbered or whatever, numbers, whatever, I don't know. Um, yeah. But make sure you guys are streaming the album on Spotify so we can get those listens. I know whenever I have my computer open, I'll have the Spotify going. Um, mm-hmm. And what was I going to say? Also, One Direction's album hasn't been number one on iTunes because it's been competing with Justin Bieber and his has been higher in the charts um, on iTunes, but that doesn't mean he's gonna outbeat One Direction in total or in different countries or whatever. Yeah. So keep streaming, people. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move into our initial reactions to the album. Um, we're just sort of like, I have made, I've made a ton of different questions and sort of like tried to organize them in a certain way, and we probably won't get to all of them because there's about a billion of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think they can be grouped um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what did you like 
I know we talked about our style of going into the album and like how we were going to listen to it, but like, how did that end up playing out for you? Like, how long did it take you to listen to the album? Like, did you listen all at once? Like, how how did it go? Um, so I actually just finished listening to the last song today. Um, wow. Because I've yeah, <laughs> I've been really spacing it out just because like I've had such a stressful like couple of weeks or like this week, this weekend has just been crazy with like the amount of work I've had to do. So I've just, just been like trying to like reward myself. So like if, if I get like through this day, like I get to listen to like a song, like a new song mm-hmm. and it's like really, it's been really working out. And um, the first day it came out, I think I listened to, I don't know, I feel like I've been listening to like three or two songs like every day and like just mm-hmm. spacing it out. And it was like really fun because then like, as I said in the last episode, you just get to like get a feel for the song and you just, you just like get to like listen to it on repeat and like dance around or like just like really soak it in. So that's what I've liked to do. And um, what about you? Yeah, sort of same thing. It took me like I started Thursday night once it hit 12 and I I got or it was like 1205 when iTunes actually like came together and put my song on my iPod <laughs> or on my <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> but um and then like it took me till Monday to listen, so it was like 5 days-ish. Um 4 or 5 days to listen um mm-hmm. to the whole thing and I definitely spread it out and did what you said like I would listen on repeat, I would listen for lyrics, I would listen for the boys like it was just nice to like individually have moments for each song. And and it's like for me and I was saying this on Twitter, it feels like um as you get down to like the last couple, like I want to s- it takes me like longer and longer to listen to the next yeah. one because I know it's like running out. It's like getting to like the end of a book or like you have the last page left to read or like your last Halloween candy or something where like, I'm already really bad at like hoarding stuff and whatnot. So like, I just, I would, I get, you want to listen, but you also don't and you want to save it. And it feels like if you listen, you're not going to have something left. And, but like, you know that you want to hear it and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's like all very tensiony. Um, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day and how bad I'm like that with too. What? How bad I am at that also. Um, and like, I've not like watched a lot of the last seasons or the even the last episode of like so many of my favorite TV shows, like probably almost like a good amount, like maybe half, probably more, like 75% of the shows <laughs> I've watched, like I haven't watched the last episode or last season. Like I haven't watched the last episode of Friends. I haven't watched last season of Parks and Rec. I haven't oh my God. watched, I don't know. I haven't watched the last episode of like the season four of Doctor Who. I've, I've just like, I've just I'm really bad at that and I think that if like One Direction was a TV show I would never watch the last season um mm-hmm. but with music I think it's different just because you can like it's so easy to just like listen to and just like you can you have it forever and like mm-hmm. I have all these like I made a list of like all the different um like all the different situations I like to listen to a song for the first time like how different it is to listen to like with your friends or like walking um alone like around the city at like evening it's like like I get to listen to like all these songs like over and over again in different situations and it's like yeah it's like a new time every time so I think that's like what keeps me going like what keeps me happy is like I get to like experience it in all these situations and like with different people it's even different and like you know that's like yeah now like us talking about it it's gonna definitely be different and bring new light to stuff talking with the listeners and I know um one of our listeners Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 on Twitter was (laughs) talking about um she has a she has a blog which everyone should go check out um she was talking about how on on her blog for her Music Jam Mondays, um, she does uh, sometimes includes One Direction songs and stuff. And for this past one, there was she talked about Happily and she quoted some 
of the lyrics of Happily. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize those were, well, her commentary was that she had never realized those were lyrics. And I was like, yeah, me either. I've never heard that those were lyrics in Happily. So like definitely Wait, each time lyrics? you look, I don't remember. It was, okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't pull it off the top of my head right now. <laughs> but, um, but it was like every time you listen to a song, you get more meaning or you hear yeah. something in a new way. It's definitely like rereading a book again and again. Like you always exactly. find stuff that maybe you didn't understand five years ago or, you know, type of thing where it definitely is a new experience. And like when we listen to the album together, it's going to be a whole new thing, you know, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, but so what were your first reactions when you started hearing the songs and like got more of a sense of the album? Like what were you thinking? Um, I was just like overall really pleased and happy and especially like the lyrics were just like mind-blowing and I just feel like they were like overall lyrically it was really well done and put together and I just liked all the songs. I haven't listened to it cohesively all the way through but I think that'd be like really fun to do. Um, just because yeah. I haven't had time. Um, but, um, yeah, I just really like it overall as an album. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Same with me. I was just like, wow, this is like so good. It, I felt, I felt like relieved that, cause I know <laughs> when, you know, a couple of the first songs were coming out, um, mostly like perfect and not drag me down. Cause I loved that. But yeah. like when perfect and infinity came out, I was kind of like, you know, what's this album going to be like? Am I going to like it? I don't like, is this the whole, is this going to be representative of the whole sound of the album? Mm -hmm. And it turned out to really not be representative of the whole album. Like yeah. those first three songs we heard definitely is not like, this is the sound of the album, um, mm -hmm. which I was really happy about that. There was lots of different types of sounds and new sounds that we haven't heard before. Um, and I was just overall just so happy as I kept listening and like, I was like, yes, they did it again. These lyrics are great. Like, this is awesome. It was just like positivity, like as I went through the album and as I went through the songs, which was really great. Yeah. Um, so, and then what have you seen in terms of like fan reactions? Have you seen like mostly positive stuff on Twitter? I mean, I, it's hard because both of us waited until, um, like the official album release instead of like waiting for like listening when the leaks happened, when I know a lot of people start talking about on Tumblr. So like maybe we didn't see like the initial, you know, blowing yeah. up of all this, which, you know, we might have to go back and like find some stuff, but what, what have you seen so far? I think I've only seen really positive things. Maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I wish I could list, like follow literally everyone in the entire fandom to see like, you know, um, what everyone actually thinks, but I, I've, so far, I've just seen overwhelmingly, like, positive things. Yeah, and I love seeing, like, all the fans buying, like, the albums, like, the physical copies and taking pictures of them. I know Niall yeah. was saying, like, post your picture with the album, we want to see, um, which obviously encourages people to go out and get it. <laughs> um, but I just, I think people have been really happy and super supportive, which has been really great. Um and speaking of wanting to know the fans' opinions, I found this awesome survey, and I've uh, actually taken some of the surveys that this Tumblr puts out um, uh, before, and they did one for four. They have some other surveys, like, based on different parts of the fandom, like, demographic-type things. Um, and this one's all about, like, the Made in the AM impressions, and we're going to link it on our Tumblr um, and it's just a survey monkey survey. And, um, 
Um, I'm going to link as well the Tumblr that puts it together so you guys can go check out um, all the other stuff that they've done. Um, but also, uh, our, um, funnily enough, our listener, Sarah Marie, the other one I was talking about earlier, um, suggested that we talk about this too. And it's going to be all about like ranking your favorite songs and which are your favorite lyrically, which are your favorite musically, um, different stuff like that. And then they, they p- compile it. And I think it's November 22nd that you have to get the survey in for. So make sure you mm. do that quickly and you, and then they get thousands of responses and they really, it, it does a really good job at obviously not representing the whole fandom, but I, I mean, when you have thousands of responses, it's going to be quite representative. Um, yeah, which is nice. And you really get to see like statistically, if you look back at the four, like one statistically no control was one of the most liked songs on four and obviously we've seen that in a sort of you know personal or story type of way but when you actually have the like the facts behind it you can say like yeah it was you know um so it'll be interesting how that plays out with the new album so definitely go take that survey um I know sometimes it's hard to form like opinions on uh this the album when it's just come out, but these are definitely first impression type of uh opinions. Mm-hmm. Um and then in terms of the boys' reactions, I think like for me, I think they've done more promotion for this one uh compared to past albums. Would you agree with that? Um, I'm not sure. I guess so. I I can't really compare. I don't know. I I don't know. But I feel like they are doing a lot of promotion, so yeah, I think it's hard, especially because, like, now we're looking at it from the standpoint that we make a podcast and, like, we need to be up on all what they're saying and whatever. Yeah. Um. So, like, I am really noticing how much they say stuff, how much promotion. I don't mean in terms of interviews necessarily, but in terms of getting people excited through their Twitter, I think that's been greater than I've seen in the past. Mm, um, yeah. So I I like that. It just I think they're really proud of the album and it seems I think also what they say seems more personal um about like them being their favorite songs or like just really appreciating what the fans are doing. Niles talking about all the hashtags that he's looking at. He's like interacting with fans, retweeting fans. Um Louis's been really like you know obviously super happy with uh what he's seen and it it comes through and what he says in his tweets which is always nice to see um unfortunately zane hasn't said anything yet about the album but you know what oh well like (laughs) um wonder if he's texted the boys Um, but we'll see we'll see if he says anything about the album i think he should um i mean i'm not holding my breath to be honest (laughs) yeah Um, but uh so how would you sum up this album as a whole like what would you say the sound of the album is would is there a specific sound or does it sort of go down many pathways um i think i saw on twitter i think it was sarah marie um 67 who said that she thought the album sounded like nostalgic and i like Mm -hmm. completely 100 percent agree not only with like the lyrics about sort of being about um their time together as a band and like their past relationships um nostalgia about that and then like also the sounds of the songs like there's a lot of like 70s and like 80s and 60s inspiration um Mm -hmm. so like I think that like in total like it is 
like nostalgic for so many reasons and also like this is like five years that we've loved them or not five years exactly but a long time like years and years that we've loved them and just like you know they were looking back on their time and I think it was just like I think that's like the one word I would use probably yeah I definitely agree and I think there's that theme while there's songs that maybe don't necessarily fit that perfectly I think an overall feeling of the album it's definitely like sort of like about looking back over the last five years and them as a band and and their relationship with the fans and all that type of stuff and um yeah I'm just I'm really happy with it and I think it's an, an interesting way to leave off um and I do think like it is a new sound for the album, which uh, I was very happy about. Mm. Um, how do you think it compares to the last albums? Do you think it's like similar sounding or different or is it is it maturing as they say? You know, they like try to say it each year that they're changing their album style. I think there are definitely like songs on here that are definitely more mature and just like the lyrics, I think, are more um, like mature and like... Um, what's it called? It's like intricate and more interesting, I guess, um, that they Mm -hmm. have had in the past. Um, there's some songs that are like a little, um, like they could have fit in past albums, I think, but some of them I think definitely stand out and I don't think they could have fit on past albums. So, um, yeah, I think for me, this, this one, especially like I can really hear that they have, you know, made that jump and like, I I mean, as you look at each album as a whole, you can see the jumps from, like, the first one to the fourth one or whatever. But I think even this one from the last album to this one, um, it's not, it's, it's even, it's a bigger gap for me. I think there's, because they've added a whole bunch of new sounds, Mm -hmm. um, I think it really does show a maturing. And I think lyrically, there's definitely, like, huge improvements and huge, like, differences. Um, And it's sort of like this new type of, pop where it's definitely really pulling on those old old musical influences which i just Mm -hmm. i'm really loving and i'm super excited to have more of that uh in the future yeah um and i think in terms of also like just you know summing up the album as a whole the title of the song made in the am really seems to fit that as well um and sort of like i don't know like summing up the closing of it and like this like sort of sadness and nostalgia of the nostalgia of the album um yeah so in terms of the order of the songs on the album I know it's hard because we haven't listened that much and maybe it's hard to say if we like the specific order because you don't even know the songs too well at this point but um like sort of more generalizations maybe first song last song like how do you think, um, how did they, th- how do you think they did in that type of thing? Um, I think that, I don't know, I guess there are, like, little, like, um, pockets of songs, like, they're definitely, like, Drive Me Down, Perfect Infinity, I can tell, like, why they're together, and then, mm-hmm. like, I think, like, because I haven't listened to it all through, I can't really, like, say for sure, but, like, looking through, like, the set list, and not the set list, the track list, and, like, um, like, just seeing, like, like, envisioning what each song sounds like, I think that they did do, like, a really good job of, like, ordering the sounds and, like, Mm -hmm. making it, like, just have, like, an interesting, like, feel overall. Yeah, I think so, too. And I like, like, 
I think it's important to recognize how much song ordering does matter. Like, you know, they chose AM for a reason. Like, that's the last song. And I think I think AM fits really well as the last song. And, and yeah. for people who listen to the album in order as they go, hearing that one as the last new One Direction song they're going to get for a while uh, definitely is impactful uh, in a way that it wouldn't be if it was, you know, like in the middle of the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like... I think I like the the album order, but again, I'm going to have to take more time to sort of dissect that, I think, uh, as I continue to listen. Um, and how did you think uh, the cohesion was because there are sort of different sounds on the album? Uh, hmm. What do you mean? It's like that? you look at like you look at 1989, uh, Taylor Swift's past album, and it's mm-hmm. all very cohesive it's sort of a similar sound it's like it really meshes well together i guess um yeah. it's very like one sort of one track one minded um mm. but i think i think there's a lot of different things sort of going on um in made in the am but for me i think it works you know would you say yeah. that i like it i think that um with like a group of four people i think it's like you're bound to have like a patchwork of different sounds because i think it's like unfair oh i love to... that word oh thanks Good girl <laughs> <laughs> um but like i think it's unfair to just think that like all four boys are gonna have like one sound they want to explore so mm-hmm. i think that like with one person like taylor swift can like she can have like one definitive like um envision like or vision that she like wants to portray but I think like with a group mm-hmm. and I think like even with little mix they have like a um I think there's like more of like one sound but like I think that they also have like a lot of different sounds in their album and I think it's also because they're a group and I think that like um group dynamics are different than like having a solo artist um yeah but I do think it I do think it works I do like it I like how there's like a bunch of different things because like it's not a boring album you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm not to say I'm not saying that like 1989 is a boring album because I really love that album but I think that like it's so cool to like just hear all these different sounds and like you know they had like fun doing all of this mm-hmm. I don't think I think there's sometimes this like pressure to make an album sound like super cohesive and like it all makes sense but there's yeah. something to say about an album that has like a lot of different influences and lots of sort of genres going into it. And like that makes it surprising and interesting to listen to. And you don't really know what you're going to get, you know? Yeah, exactly. And also I like, I forget where this was. I don't think I remember what article this was, but it was like some um, review of Made in the AM. And they said that they really liked the sound of it because it just sounded like a bunch of friends just like messing around like on instruments in like in front of a campfire or something and I was like that's exactly Mm -hmm. what this sounds like it's just so like it's just so I don't know just so much love and just like so much like good energy was just like put into it and it just like has so many different vibes and it just like is just like a just like a mess but like you know a nice one (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely agree with that um and how would you sum up the album in three words if you had to you know pick three words (laughs) Oh god. <laughs> I didn't see this one. Um let me think. Well, I can give mine. You don't have to give yours. <laughs> okay, yeah, give yours. Okay, so mine were funky. I think it's very mm, funky and I wouldn't I wouldn't say that about the past albums. I don't think that's a word I would use to describe the past albums, but I think mm. this one fits on a number of songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second word is vibes with like a lot of s's, you know, just like there's <laughs> some really 
really good vibes, you know? I just yes. feeling it, you know? And I then the last one's <laughs> the last one's not really a word, but um <laughs> I, well, it's not like a sound. I'm not gonna start like grunting or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I said I open at the close, which Oh my uh, god, for, Har- for Harry Potter fans, um <laughs> that was what was written on the snitch that Harry first caught um, in his first Quidditch game that uh, Dumbledore left for him in his will that actually contained um, a, one of the Horcruxes, a ring. Um, but <laughs> not to like go too into Harry Potter, but I think just like I open at the close sort of for me with this album represents like, I don't know, it's like sort of an ending that's sort of nostalgic feeling, but also... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like opening new pathways and new doorways, uh, for something else to come. And it doesn't feel like this is their swan song or whatever people have been saying. I think yeah. it's very much like, uh, an awesome way to like, uh, it's like bridging new, bridging new things and reaching mm-hmm. out to new whatever. So I thought I open at the close was sort of a fitting saying for that. That's so perfect. Oh, thanks. I was really happy when I thought of that. <laughs> Um, so anyway, did we miss Zane on this album? Did you, did you notice that he was missing? Um, at this point, I feel like there's just been like so much time to just sort of, um, comprehend that One Direction is now four piece that, um, I just kind of see One Direction as just them four now. And I think that, um, this album, I mean, I just feel like. I'm glad that it's the four boys who like want to be there and like you know that they actually really feel passionate about this uh, passionate about the songs and mm-hmm. I just feel like really comfortable and happy that they actually like what they're working on or hopefully um <laughs> and um I mean I do miss Zane and I like his voice but at the same time I just you know he can do his own thing and I think that that's kind of the, in the end it's like the best for everyone um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. And I think like, like you said, we have had like seven months to like digest it and I'm over it. I've been over it, you know, like, um, I don't really care at this point. And <laughs> I think it's interesting to see like giving the opportunity for different boys to step up to do some of the things that were so iconically zane you know the high notes and like a lot of the high harmonies and screaming and loud things you know harry's taken over a lot of that and drive me down louis took over it in yeah love you goodbye like you get to hear them doing things that they like they wouldn't have gotten the chance to do if zane was still um there which is really cool and i think i think they fill his parts in really really well yeah Um, i agree I know one of our listeners, I bet my life on Twitter said, uh, IDKY, but in some songs when they joined their voices, I felt like they were covering Zane's notes. I think, I don't know if I put this in here right, but I think her point was that, um, she was sort of missing Zane in parts of it, uh, especially Love You Goodbye, she said. So, mm. um, I definitely am going to have to like listen through for that type of thing, but I think, honestly, I think they did a good job and I'd, I certainly didn't miss him in particular, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, now we just wanted to uh, list some uh, fan reactions to the album on a whole. We've been asking questions all week uh, on our Twitter, so go follow us at talk underscore direction, um, and you will see your commentary on the show. Um, oh my God. <laughs> but, okay, let me just run through this because we have a lot okay. and we've got more coming later. Okay, at PotterFan91 said, it shows how much they grow, they've grown as artists. After so much trials this year, they really have come out on top, smiley face. Um, Martha Ann 87 said, this album is amazing. <laughs> oh, what did I say? Oh my god, I'm so bad with numbers, man. This is why I'm not a math major. 85 says, this album is amazing. Heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji. <laughs> At Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 said, it's so freaking awesome. I'm crying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Phantoms Babe says, um, this album is everything. Love you and thank you. At One Direction, proud is an understatement. Um, Made in the AM is their best album yet, and I can't wait to see what they do next after a proper rest. 2017 at the earliest. They need it vocally, lyrically, their best album, and finally the type of music they want to make. I'm so proud of them. It's ridiculous. Yay. So I love all that. I agree with everyone, everything, mm-hmm. everyone said, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think I just said everything <laughs> too many times. <laughs> um, but write in with your opinions, guys, because it's always good to get a fan consensus type of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the artistic influences that happened. We did say we've got a lot of like old vibes coming in. How did you think that this album compared to other artists from the past or other musicians going on currently? How do you think it fit into that whole thing? Um, so I don't know if I should do this like song by song. I might save it for later because I feel like I can't say like, oh, this entire album has, like, a Fleetwood Mac feel. Because I think for, like, each song, Mm -hmm. it's, like, so different. So Mm -hmm. I think I might save the artist comparisons for later just because it's so, like, specific song by song. But did you have, like, Mm -hmm. um, one artist that you were thinking of that, like, cohesively, like, fit the album? Um, I mean, I just think – I definitely think it, as an album – it did pull from past things. It wasn't necessarily like the same artist it was pulling from for different songs, but mm. there were so many times throughout my listen where I was like, what is that song I'm thinking of? Or that sounds so much like this song or like mm-hmm. not in a bad way, not in a copying way, but like really like getting inspiration from different time periods and stuff. And and not necessarily just like 70s, 80s music, but, you know, I there was 90s influences that I heard, like early 2000s influences. Mm-hmm. Um so that was cool. And also on this one, we get the introduction of things like trumpets and strings. And um, yeah. that really added to that sort of, you know, finding influences in different areas where we might not have seen on a past sort of more pop album from One Direction, which I really liked. All right. Now we're going to do sort of a quick fire, quick, like five second run through of each of the songs and we've had a couple listeners write in with like different ways we should do this um sarah marie said we should rank the songs from best to worst or like categorize them as awesome awesome and pretty good um (laughs) i don't know how we're gonna do i don't know if we're gonna categorize them yet and i think ranking them at this point would be like super hard i mean pretty much like i would have like two levels um Mm. so um maybe maybe in the future once we've heard them more we can um get into more specifics about that type of thing but let's just sort of like give our like fast opinions on each of the songs okay um 
in order. So, hey, Angel, go. Um. Oh, my God. I don't know how fast it's supposed to be, but I think that, like... <laughs> Um, I like the lyrics, but I think that musically, I wish it was a little more interesting. Um, I'm liking it a little bit more as I listen to it more, but I think that, like, it's not a standout for me. That's what I have to say. What about you? Okay. I think it's pretty good. Not, like, the best song. Um, not what I expected from Harry's tweets. I think as I listen, yeah. I like it more. Um, I do like the oohs. Um, <laughs> okay. Drag me down. Go. Okay. Um, will always be a favorite just it's really amazing pop song it's interesting i love it their voices sound amazing it sounds amazing live awesome lyrics that's it yeah such an awesome jam tune like live performance incredible Mm -hmm. harry stands out uh great way to start introducing the album when we heard it first yeah um okay perfect oh my god this is so stressful i'm like just like (laughs) going all over the place okay um perfect Love the chorus. The um, verses could use a little work, I think, that um, a little too, um, I don't know, not where they want to go, not as progressive they want to go, but um, I think it had potential. Um, Not my favorite. Still a jam, though. I still jam out to it. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to say. Um, Okay. I like the chorus. I don't love all the other parts. I don't think it's lyrically as strong. I don't really like it live. <laughs> but I like the chorus. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, infinity. Uh, I don't know. First initial um, thoughts, not great. I mean, didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. But um, I don't know. I think that I definitely have to be in the right mood to listen to it. I think listening to it like when I'm closing my eyes and in bed, it's great. Listening to it like when I'm trying to do anything else not so great i don't i think i have to be in the right mood for it i think that's like what i've um established from this um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's i think it's fine i don't know harry said recently it's his favorite song of the album which i don't Mm. really understand (laughs) um but uh, it's fine none of the boys wrote on it so i don't feel particularly attached to it or something it's not my favorite Um, I know, like, the beginning, we've sort of been more negative. I think moving on, I think the album just gets better and better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) Okay. Now we have some positive opinions. End of the day. Go. Um, I really like it, and I think that the, the, like, the tempo changes are really fun. Um, Some people think it's, like, quite jarring, and I've heard that word used a lot, actually. And I can see that, um, but I do think it's really cool, and I really, the lyrics are so cute, especially me, um, just me, her, and the moon. I think that's, like, one of my favorite lyrics off the entire album. I think it's, like, a really fun song. Um, Definitely, definitely a jam. Um, Okay. Back to you. I love it. I love the beat. I think it's got some great stuff going on. I love like the bump, bump, bump before the chorus hits. Like you're ready. It's not like, it's not like a drop. It's not like in Drive Me Down where they have that drop, but it's like sort of the same like anticipatory. Is that a word? Um, I have literally no clue. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. I think. Anticipatory like feeling and you're like getting ready for the tempo change. And I think the tempo change is very jarring, but I think you don't see that in a lot of songs. So while it's jarring, it makes it interesting and it's something to think about and contemplate. Um, and also let's praise Louis' high note. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. If I could fly. Um, this is the first song that made me cry off this album. I think that it means so much. Like I cannot wait to get into the lyrics of this song. It's so beautiful. I think that um, definitely knowing that Harry wrote on it makes it means so much. I think that it definitely mm-hmm. has a lot to say about fame 
and relationships and it's really beautiful um so yeah tears were shed uh what tears were shed oh tears were shed yeah um, uh, I think stunning lyrics from Harry, such a beautiful song. I love the strings on this song. Uh, yeah. it, it makes it that much better. Strings were an excellent choice. Um, just like definitely opening doors for Harry as a songwriter. I think this album speaks to that on, on, on a whole bunch of levels, but I love this song. Yeah. Okay. Long way down. Um, I love this song actually. I love the lyrics and I didn't know that Liam and Louie wrote on it, but wow. Um, mm-hmm. I love the lyric, um, we built a, we, what, we, um, built a cathedral, but we didn't pray. I think that's gorgeous. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it's sort of like the fool's gold of this album for me. I think it's like a slow song, just like really beautiful. Um, and I really like it and I usually don't replay slow songs as much, but I think that I keep going back to this one. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the imagery on this one's really, really beautiful. And I wish we know like, what each Liam and Louie like wrote or came yes. up with because definitely some of the imagery is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like all the irony and whatever in this song. Um, just like all those contrasting things. It reminded me of uh, the song that's like, isn't it ironic? Who sung that one? I think um, Alana Moore said, I don't yeah, remember yeah, if yeah. that's how you say her no, name. No, no, it, yeah. it's definitely her. Um, and I don't know. It just, it's sort of got like that same type of, ironic love type feeling more than perfect is an ironic love song i would say (laughs) Uh, okay never enough um very interesting i was not expecting the little (laughs) huas things i think that like very i think that it definitely fits niall and it's just a very happy song and i just like want to dance around to it um it's Mm -hmm. just so silly and lighthearted, and i just feel like there should be monkeys jumping around um Mm -hmm. And that's the image I get from this song, and I really like it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, <laughs> no, I, I said jungle song, grunting, screeching, everything. Like, I don't even know. I think it's fantastic. It's got weird noises. The come on is great. It's sort of like, for me, it's yeah. sort of like act my age crazy. Like yeah, it has that sort thinking. of like act my age, like we're just going to have fun, go crazy, like be silly type of thing. Yeah, it's exactly the same type of feeling that you when you first heard Act My Age, you're like, what the actual hell is going on? I have no <laughs> yeah. idea, but I will I will love it for the rest of eternity. That's how I feel with this song. Yeah. Um, I was like with my sister when I first listened to this, Rebecca, um, and I was like lying on my bed and I was upside down with like my feet and hands up in the air and I was just like feet hand jamming like, like yes. a dead bug or something i don't know <laughs> it was very weird <laughs> um okay olivia um i love this song so much um i think it's just so timeless and beautiful um the lyrics are so fun especially the the chorus um i love what they did with it um i just think the strings and the trumpets are amazing um i just love it i really love it and i really love just the lighthearted love song that it is. Yeah, I would say that I love a love a love a love a love it. Um mm, I think it's a <laughs> I think it's a gorgeous happy song. Yeah. The trumpets and strings are everything and I freaking love the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like imagination part. That was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's funny because, like, even, like, my friend who doesn't, like, go on Twitter, like, doesn't follow, like, 1D Twitter, um, she mm-hmm. asked me, like, why did they, like, sample, like, Willy Wonka? And I'm like, I could not tell you. I don't think they, like, meant to, but I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah. it was still so good. It's such a beautiful moment. Yeah, because it definitely, like, makes me want to, like, run around in a field of, like, candy and then, like, the yes. sampling of Willy Wonka just comes on and I'm like, wow, it, it's, it fits so well, you know? Yeah, it so, so does. Mm-hmm. Okay, what a feeling. Oh my god, this song is probably the standout song for me. Um, it makes me just, like, feel like I was transported into this, like, foggy room, and I'm just, like, wearing this, like, really long, flowy skirt, and I'm just, like, um, jamming around, and there's, like, a bunch, bunch of plants. Um, Harry Styles is there, all the boys are there, just twirling with me. Um, and we're just having a great old time, and that's what I, what I get from this song. And I just feel like the moon is also there somehow, but we're also in a room. Or we're in a field. I think definitely a field. This is, okay, yeah. Definitely the moon and the stars. I think it's definitely like a moon and stars type of song. Uh-huh. I said, such good vibes, so chill. It's got like 70s, so good. Yes, please, more of this, more of this, more of this. I love yeah. it. Um, love you, goodbye. Um, I wasn't like blown away when I first heard it I was sort of I don't know I just sort of listened to it and I was like okay like it's not bad not great um Mm -hmm. I think I have to listen to it more I I feel like it's not something I reach towards so I feel like it's bad because I'm sure it would grow on me but I'm not allowing it to um so I need to like open my mind to new possibilities and like you know let it sink in really um at this point Mm -hmm. it's sort of just like it's there you know not great not bad yeah I actually quite like this one I think um, because I know Louis had so much of uh, a part in writing it, and we mm-hmm. keep hearing him talk about it, and he seems so proud about it. Um, I think that makes me more drawn to it, knowing mm. that he did have a big hand in it. Um, and I think it's very heartbreaking, though it's sort of like a bit tongue-in-cheek. I think it's it's heartbreaking in a way, and I feel the emotions. And I think it's like a a love song in that, like, you know the person so well, you know them, like, you're so close to them, and then, you know, you're leaving them, which is different than, like, a one-night stand type of thing. Um, So I think it's just really, really honest, you know? Mm, Yeah. Um, Okay, I want to write you a song. I think this is also definitely a standout song for me. It it makes me sad that no one, no, um, none of the boys have written on it. Um, It's Mm -hmm. so beautiful, like, it literally is so beautiful. Like, the first time I listened to it, I was, like, bawling, and I'm so glad I was in my room and alone <laughs> because I listened to it, like, five more times, and my friend was, like, um, during one of the times, she was, like, Kara, are you going to come over later? I'm, like, yeah, just let me finish up. Like, I need to cry a couple more times this song before Aww. I come over. Um, and I think it's just, like, so beautiful, and I think that um, I definitely – my first instinct was, like, thinking of – like, just them singing this to their children in the future, and, like, I just, like, got this, like, such a clear image of, um, them, like, playing, or, like, each of them playing the guitar, like, for their, their daughter, or their son, or their child, and, like, just, like, in a breakfast corner, like, you know, like, they're making breakfast, and, like, they're just, like, it's, like, an early morning, and, like, the dew is, like, on the, on the, the grass, like, I don't know, just, like, this came to my mind, and, like, Mm -hmm. um, it's just, like, so beautiful, and, like, I couldn't stop crying, basically. I haven't, like, listened to it since, because I'm really afraid. It's such a beautiful song, but, like, I don't know if I can listen to it in public. Like, I, it will be a test. Um, Yeah, yeah. it's really, really beautiful. I think the imagery is so nice. It's got such a feeling of 
being connected to someone in a way that you want to be strong for them. You want to help them through challenging things. You want to be there and be supportive. And I think I like that because it is, uh, it can be in, in any type of situation, you know, it could be yeah. a romantic relationship. It could be a parent child relationship. It could be a friendship thing. Um, yeah. which is similar to how I felt about strong. I mean, I don't think yeah. the song sounds like strong, mm-hmm. but it's, it's sort of got that thing where it can be about anything, just like being close to someone and wanting to support them. And I, for me, I thought of like One Direction and all the, you know, charities that they do and with a lot of kids who are going through really difficult things medically mm-hmm. and, you know, them saying that they want to support them and like build them a boat and keep them safe and protect <laughs> them. You know, yeah. I just thought of all that type of thing. Um, and I, again, I wish they, the boys had written on it. And I know Liam, this says, like, this is his biggest regret, not like writing on this song. And I can see why, because it's, it's a very, very beautiful song. Yeah. And my friend, she also said, like, she could, like, see it being, like, for a grandparent or something. And just, like, it's so interesting, like, how many, like, different things it could mean to so many different people. And yeah. it's, like, I feel it's like it's so universal. Has that. Yeah. It really is yeah. so universal. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay, history. Um, I love this song. I liked it on first listen. I think it's beautiful that it's like written for the fans and that the fans were incorporated. Um, I just, I really love this song and I think it's just like such a feel good song and I think yeah. it's like gonna last for a long time. I think it's pretty timeless. Um, yeah. And I, I love that Liam and Louis wrote on it. I just think that's great. Yeah, I think it's a great song. I think it has a great sound. I love that it's about the fans and about the band and uh, you just can connect to it on a lot of levels. I love the message that it sends. And I I always find it very weird to, uh, once an album comes out, to talk about the songs that we've sort of been listening to for a couple months before we hear the actual album because they already seem like um, either they're your favorites and they're sort of like they're maybe not part of the album it's so weird for me to talk about that like when you think of Little Mix's album like Hair and um, like songs like that that I've heard a lot I can't be like I don't feel ready to say like oh this is my favorite song after the album because obviously Hair is one of my favorite songs like I've been listening to it forever yeah. like so like History again one of my favorite songs but it's like it's like it, it doesn't feel like it's on not necessarily, it doesn't feel like it's on this album, but, like, I feel like we've talked about it before, but, like, mm-hmm. so I don't want to not give it the credit it deserves, because when I he- first heard this song, like, I thought it was incredible, and I loved the song so much. Yeah, I definitely feel that would drag me down. I feel like it's, like, on, on like, it was, like, two years ago or something. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. like it's, like, on its album, but it is, and it, like, fits, but, like, yeah. it just feels weird. And I think it's interesting to to try to realize that also because when the boys wrote this, they didn't necessarily have the singles picked out. Like, yes, we know Drag Me Down and it stands out really like heavily in our mind, but that was a decision that they had to make to choose Drag Me Down to be that stand, one of the standout songs. You know, it wasn't like they just had all these songs and that one they decided on. So it's weird to try to think of it all on the same level when you, before even the album comes out, you have different levels for different songs. Yeah. Um, okay, Temporary Fix. Um, I really like this song. It's so fun to just, like, jam out to. Um, I think, like, the lyrics are so cheeky and not subtle, and I like that. Um, <laughs> and I love that Niall wrote on it. I think that just, like, Niall's a really great, like, he's really talented, and he writes a mean song, so. Um, yeah. Good job, Niall. I think it's really awesome. Yeah, I have Hot Mamba Jamba <laughs> written <What>? down. 
<laughs> this is just like one of those fiery hot songs. I don't know. This song is just like super like fun to dance to and such a such a jam, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um okay, Walking in the Wind. So I've only, I've only listened to this one maybe three times because I just listened to it last night, like for the first time. So I haven't like mm-hmm. let it sink in as much. Um, I really like it. I liked the experience of listening to it. I told Caitlin this, but I don't think it like sticks out in my mind. But I do like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, this is really nice. But then like I list, like I stop listening to it and I'm not like immediately drawn to it, I think, like out of the list. But I think it's like it's a nice sounding song. Mm-hmm. I do quite like this song. Um, I seem to have forgotten to write, com- write commentary for it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I have commentary for all the other ones. Um, but I really do like this song. I love that it sounds like the Rugrats theme song. Like, who would it? I think <laughs> Harry's songwriting again for me is really prevalent on this song. Um, and I just love that because, especially because he's the only one out of the boys. I mean, obviously there's other people who write with him. Um, but like out of the boys, you can just, you, he stands out individually rather than having maybe like four of them write on AM. You can't quite tell where each of the boys is like putting their influences, but I think on this one you can really, he, he shines. So I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Wolves. Okay. So (laughs) this is very controversial in my heart. Um, yes. but my heart says yes. And, you know, my dancing feet say yes to this song. Um, but <laughs> I mean, they portrayed wolves as the the enemy. And, um, as you might know, um, that's what I was hoping they wouldn't do. But I mean, that's like the common folklore is to like use wolves as like the evil enemy who like attacks anyone or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. It's such a fun song, and I love it lyrically. I mean, not not lyrically, not lyrically. I love it musically, <laughs> um, and it's so interesting to like. It's just like really great musically. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the lyrics a little more, um, yeah, in the future. But um, yeah, I do love it, and I love how they like howl a little bit, like the wolves do. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, my you know my brain says eh, but my heart says yes. So. I'm gonna have yeah. to go with my heart and say that it's a great song and it's really fun. Yeah, I'm equally torn, if you will. <laughs> um, I think the music is so good. Uh, I I absolutely love the music. It reminds me of the music on Olivia. Um, yeah, it's got that fun sort of psychedelic feel. Um, crazy kooky. Uh, the howling's great, but um, it's hard for me to listen to because I do disagree with a lot of the lyrics, which we will talk about. Yeah. Um, okay, AM. So I listened to it for the first time this morning, and wow, it's like, I love that all four of them wrote on it, because I think it just is a perfect way to sum up the album, and I think that, like, I don't know, I really connected with the song, and I think just, I think it's, like, so honest and open, and I think that it mm-hmm. definitely, it really, honest is just the best word I can use to describe this song, um, mm-hmm. and I think that, like, I definitely, um, what's the word I definitely connect with like um you know the sense of like just talking like talk having like the most truthful conversations like late at night like me and Caitlin always have like the best conversations like late at night and so I love that Mm -hmm. they like talked about that um and then like I think like the part where they're saying like um um we don't know if like we're all gonna make it or something like I think that's like so just like powerful it's just like there's so many powerful like lines in this song I think the entire thing is just Mm -hmm. really powerful and honest 
Yeah, I think it's a great closing song. I think it's really yeah. representative of the fandom and of the boys and One Direction. Um, and I definitely see it as sort of like this campfire song where you're sitting around the campfire and maybe like the summer's winding down and you have to go back home or go back to school or mm -hmm. whatever. And you're just sort of like with your friends you've either made or don't get to see that often. And yeah, um, I just it's very nostalgic. Um yeah, for sure. And I, and I do like it a lot. Yeah. All right. So we now have the question of what songs in particular did you hear those musical influences on? And I'm sure we're going to have really similar things. So, like, why don't um, I just say a song and we can talk about it? Um, okay. <laughs> so What a Feeling is one in particular I've seen that people are saying it has vibes from older music. What did you see as influences? I think definitely Fleetwood Mac, and I think that a lot of people um, definitely felt that. Um, mm -hmm. I love, I seriously love this song so much. I love Fleetwood Mac, um, and just everything about this song is just perfect to me, and I love those vibes. I, I mean, in general, I wish that they, like, to be honest, like, made an entire album that sounded like this, but I also do love the whole, like, um, mis mismatch, but um, yeah, I just love this song, and I definitely love the Fleetwood Mac vibes. Mm -hmm. And I also heard ABBA on this one. I didn't necessarily grow up listening to Fleetwood Mac, but I did grow up listening to ABBA because my parents played that a lot. Mm -hmm. And I heard a lot of ABBA-type sounds to it. I think it's just from that sort of 70s uh, era. It's got really similar um, vibes from there. So I definitely mm -hmm. heard that. Yeah. Uh, the next one I've seen is Olivia. And I've seen a lot of people saying Beatles references yeah, and sort of sure. like this psychedelic, you know, you have the trumpets and um, I don't know, just different instruments that the Beatles did play on a lot of their music. What did you think about that? I definitely heard Beatles like the first time I heard this. I just was like, wow, this is like the Beatles come back to life. I mean, not all of mm -hmm. them are dead, but you know what I mean? Um yeah. And I think that, like, okay, I have a question. So, you know how Harry's, like, the, um, Julian didn't put trumpets in, but I swear to God, there are trumpets on that song. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, I know. Definitely... I went back, I, I listened, and it, he said it was at the Hey, Hey, Hey that, um, this was during the, uh, the iTunes, um, Apple Music thing that's, they've been, sessions or whatever they've been putting out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Harry said the song hasn't, isn't complete because he asked Julian to put trumpets on the Hey, Hey, Hey during some of the chorus parts. Um, oh. but there, I mean, there are, there are trumpets throughout the song, but I think he wanted like another layer of trumpets or something, which kind of makes me so frustrated for him that like he, it's not, it's not, it's to the public, not the way he wanted it, which kind of sucks. Um, I mean, obviously the song is brilliant by itself, but, uh, I wish like, I would know how frustrating that would be, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cause like, I guess he didn't have like the final say, which is kind of frustrating. Um, yeah. But I do love all the trumpets and the strings, and that's, like, it makes it such, like, an epic song. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, I love that One Direction's experimenting with more things. And I like that Harry was, he said that he um, asked for trumpets at certain parts, which makes you realize that he does work on the music side of things, yeah. not just the lyrics. Yeah. And, like, those are the type of questions I want to hear about. I want to hear about, like, those type of decisions that they made. Like, were they... Was Harry going, you know what would sound really good here? Like, I want strings. I want trumpets. Because you see, you got to see more of, like, the musical talent. Because these boys aren't just, like, you know, poster children, whatever, pop machine. Like, they're <laughs> talented people. 
Um, so it's cool to hear them actually talk about their art in a, in a new way, which I really appreciated. Yeah, for sure. And also, I, before I forget, um, they also said that they, um, recorded the strings on this song at the Abbey Road studio, which is like where the Beatles did, um, a lot of their music, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's freaking awesome. Yeah, so cool. Um, the next one I have listed is Never Enough. Um, and for me, this one, just like the beginning of it, I immediately thought the lion sleeps tonight. Um, and oh, just the yeah. whole song <laughs> sounds like jungle-y and it's like the jungle song or something. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was very much like that and I loved it. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I wish they, like, I hope they put this in like some kids animated movie. I think that'd be so cute. Oh my god, it really would be. Um, I don't know, like, if the message, I'd have to, you know, go in and would be like, was that, is that message a good one for kids? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think that would be really cute. Um, the next one I have is Walking in the Wind, which <laughs> this one I like took to Twitter and I was like, does anyone else hear the Rugrats theme song at the beginning of Walking in the Wind? What? Uh, <laughs> And for me, like, I went and looked up because I was like, oh, my God, this is and I like couldn't think of it at first. I was like, this is Rugrats. And then I played the Rugrats um, like theme song. And then the beginning of Walking in the Wind, like I went back and forth, back and forth. I was like, wow, these sound really similar. And then one one of our listeners um, at Johanna underscore Elise underscore um, said to her that the song sounded like December 1963 by the Four Seasons, which I then listened to. And I was like, oh, my God, it also sounds like that. So, you know, either they got the inspiration from Rugrats or the Four Seasons. But, you know, really, it could be either, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe a mix of both. Yeah, but I thought that was funny. Um, and then Long Way Down for me, um, bits of it sounded like, um, Uncle Cracker's version of Drift Away, uh, especially at the part where Harry sings like around, around or whatever he does. Um, <laughs> I heard, I heard musical influences there. And then I did hear, um, a bit of, in AM, I heard a bit of, uh, what's it called? The band that no one likes. <laughs> um, Nickelback? Yeah, Nickelback. <laughs> uh, I heard very Nickelbacky vibes, which for me, Stop. that's not- Don't say those words to me. <laughs> it's not a, like, not a bad thing, because I actually quite liked Nickelback when I was younger. Like, middle school, I was, like, a really big fan. Um, so, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just, uh, sort of got, I don't think necessarily they influenced them, but it's got similar um, sounds to me, especially like, I don't know, maybe it's just because um, Nickelback song Rockstar also has the same bad words as, um, what's it called? AM? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Louie has like a Nickelback like lyric tattooed on him and I'm just so I'm just there's oh a my god so maybe it was an influence please stop just just don't, don't. <laughs> why does everyone hate Nickelback I love I their songs they're just like these great anthemic like you know photograph like ah oh, yes I'm gonna scream that I mean it's fun to sing along to but I I just something about their voice just like kills me or his voice <laughs> um is that like on With- your list yeah, did you have other ones? Yeah, okay, so for Hey Angel, for some reason, I get, like, 
um, Dear Prudence vibes of the Beatles. I literally do not know why, and I try to, like, listen to them together, and, like, they don't really sound alike, but I feel like Hey Angel just sounds like... Also, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Um, it's, like, a mix of that for me. I don't know why I get Dear Prudence um, vibes. I really don't, but, um, yeah, that's just what I felt, so... Um, and then for Love You Goodbye, definitely sounds like Apologize by, um, One Republic. Um, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So I think this whole album definitely, there's a, the, like, this is the most where I've gone and, and heard influences from different songs, which is oh, nice. actually, I like. Yeah. Um, I just remember that Temporary Fix reminds me of a Neon Trees song. I think the Everybody Talks Too Much, like, mm-hmm. song, um, that's, reminds me of that one. I know someone was mentioning that on Twitter today, and then uh, I think it was Sarah Marie, and then said she went and listened to all the Neon Trees um, album, and it was nice for her finding new music. Mm. Um, So I think that's also a thing where I know I've, when I've heard people comparing these songs to different musicians, I've gone and like listened to their music, music, and I think this definitely opens doors for people going back and you know, re-listening to old music maybe they've never heard before from the 70s or something. Yeah. And uh, being introduced to that type of thing, which I think is always a great thing. Yeah, I definitely want to, like, hear more of the, like, what a feeling type vibe. So if anyone has, like, any recommendations, definitely hit Mm -hmm. me up on Twitter or something. That's what's so great about the One Direction fandom spanning all ages. You have people who, like, like, lived throughout where music was really big in different time periods, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. Growing up, which is really cool. Yeah, it's um, really cool. All right, so we've hit about an almost an hour and a half of the show, and we have so many more questions that we want to answer and that you guys have asked us and talking about our favorite songs and our least favorite and, you know, looking at the songs from a feminist perspective and all that good type of stuff. Um, but we don't want to rush it, so we're going to hold off and um, keep that uh, in our like summary reactions all for um, next episode. Um, so don't worry, this isn't the end of the discussion about the album. We have so many more things that we want to talk about. Um, and you guys feel free to keep writing in your questions because some of you guys come out, come up with really interesting questions. Now we're going to move on to recommendations. Um, so my recommendation this week is to go take the quiz that I talked about earlier. Um, for Made in the AM reactions, um, just the Survey Monkey quiz. It won't take that long. It's just ranking your favorite songs and this and that. Um, because I really, really want to see how that all plays out with the fandom. I think that will be so cool to look at the data and go check out the other quizzes that they've, I mean, not quizzes, um, surveys they've done about four and see if you agree with a lot of the stuff because it is quite interesting to see how the fandom comes together and, uh, has, you know, uh, what is the word? Um, not similar. There was a better word for it, but similar thoughts on certain songs. Okay. So my recommendation is to follow the Twitter OT5 throwback. Um, and I mean, it's a little, um, what's the word? A little like iffy just because me and Zane are not on the best terms right now, but you know, (laughs) it's still nice to look back on some moments in the past. And I think, I'm not sure if this is the exact account, but I remember one of our listeners, Perry, has um, recommended to me or to us um, like this 
like a type of throwback Twitter and it's like just nice to look like just to have like on your Twitter feed like some throwbacks so like pictures mm-hmm. and gifts and just like moments um and it just like you know it's always nice to just like remember like the good times and like just like different moments that like you might not like it be in the forefront of your mind yeah definitely mm-hmm. mine is filled with all these old stuff I love that mm-hmm. um and then tweet of the week I have two this week the first one's from Louie who tweeted at Made in the AM promo team or M-I-T-A-M promo team. Um, and he said, this is incredible. What a way to start the day. And as you guys know, we've talked about this Twitter before and we were a part of the, um, campaign to get people to promote the album, um, with this Twitter. And it was a whole bunch of different, um, what's it called? Different uh, update sites came together to try to, you know, put together flyers and get people to buy the album and, you know, advertise. Uh, and it's just so cool to see Louis uh, recognizing this and recognizing all the hard work that went into um, this promotion for the album. Uh, so I definitely wanted to point that out. It's just really cool. Um, yeah, I didn't even realize that he did that. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't see it until after. But yeah, I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then my second one is from at Space Bun Nile on Twitter, but it's spelt like the N in Nile is the same as in bun. Um, and it says, it's a picture and it says, remember the kid from Stuart Little? Well, this is him now. Oh and on the left, he, <laughs> on the left, there's a picture from the kid from uh, Stuart Little with the glasses on. And then there's a picture of Niall with his glasses on that he wore on Good Morning America. And it's just really funny. And um i appreciate this because it does look like it could be a a grown-up version of the Stuart little kid (laughs) that kills me (laughs) um so my tweet of the week is from liam and it is hashtag 1d liam is tired and i think it's just really cute that he used like his little emoji um and if you didn't know there's like for each of the boys they have like their own little emoji if you do hashtag 1d and then their name um there's little emojis that pop up and it's just so cute mm-hmm. that like all of them been using it um have been using it except harry because i think he's probably too cool for emojis to use on twitter it doesn't probably. like fit with his little aesthetic but um you know harry your emoji's <laughs> cute too so you should use it um yeah but yeah i think that it's really cute that they were all like really psyched about it and i know that louis was like really excited about them too so um yeah i thought it was you- just cute that he was using it do you think that um they'll keep Twitter will keep these emojis after sort of like promo season ends? Are they these like permanent fixtures? Because I really hope they are. I know I really want them to be, and I really want them. Like I said before, I really want on a full um one D emoji keyboard, and I would pay money for that. I mean, maybe not more than three dollars, but I would pay you know three dollars, <laughs> and that's a lot. I would in play, my book. pay a good two ninety nine. Yeah, a solid two ninety nine. Like you know. Um. All right, so moving on to question of the week. Um, now, let's just do, what is your favorite song from the album? Um, because we'll be talking about it more next week, and we're going to go into all that. Um, so send us your favorite song from the album, and we want to know why. Um, we've already got a stockpile of um, uh, answers from you guys that I've uh, put together, but, you know, I always want to hear more. Uh, yep. Let's hear from some people who have never written in before. That would be awesome. Yep. Feel and, free to write um, in. Our anonymous is always turned on on 
Tumblr. So if you want to do it anonymously, that's totally cool. Yeah. And we always hear you. Uh, we always read your responses and respond to them and put them on the show. So, and, and that, uh, goes for emails too, though. We haven't answered those. Yeah. We're so <laughs> bad about that. But we we're getting to the them. emails, guys. It's, it's like one of those things where like you want to put so much into it and it means yeah. a lot to you. So like you need to dedicate time to it. So it's hard to find that time. Exactly. Because um, you care so much. Yeah. So yeah, we're, ge- we're getting around to those guys. But yeah. if we didn't, if for some reason we didn't respond to a tweet or something, tweet us again because we would have just missed it because we respond to everyone. Um, so yeah. All right. Um, and then we would also love general feedback or suggestions or how you want us to talk about the album release, how you want us to discuss songs coming out, uh, songs that we're going to dissect in the future or any news stories that you've heard about. Um, how you want us to talk about the Zane interview, what your opinions are on that. Cause mm. it's very hard to form our own. Um, but thank you so much for listening to episode 22 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Um, visit our Tumblr for all the links to the videos we talked about earlier in the show and just some really witty commentary from Kara because she writes those and it's always very nice to read. I want to um, just give a little disclaimer that I'm a little behind on the show notes, but I'm going to be fixing that and I'm going to get all <laughs> caught up. Um, I think probably by Friday or on Friday. So, um, I'm sorry that if you've gone and looked for them, they haven't been there. I'm sorry. This has been a crazy time, but I will catch up and yeah, that's all I have to say. That's okay. We're all human. We all have a million things to do, especially at this time in the semester. Thank Um, you for being understanding. (laughs) You're welcome. So yeah, that's, uh, talkdirection.tumblr.com. Uh, you can also visit our Instagram, Talk Direction, or follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with the C. And then also you can head over to iTunes and rate and review us, or subscribe, um, and then you'll get the new episode every week as soon as it comes out. You can also follow us on SoundCloud um, if iTunes is not for you. Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. Tell a friend about us. Um, because we will be talking about the album in the next couple of days. And I think sometimes it can be frustrating for people who don't have friends to talk about, uh, this with in person or whatever. So mm-hmm. tell them to check us out. If you, you know, want to tweet about us, go ahead. Like we need that promo. Um, shameless I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for more talk all about the album on episode 23. Bye. Bye.